Hello there and welcome to Music and Film Save the World podcast. Um, you're here with me, your host Chris Rice and I'm here once again with my good friend Gareth Jones. Hi Gareth. Good evening mate, how you doing? Fine, thank you, I'm fine. Um, and today we're doing something a little bit different. So hopefully you've heard some of the other podcasts we've done, some of the rankings, etc. Some of our countdowns of our favourite albums and films. This one is something that we're going to be doing uh, sort of regularly, and it's what I very, uh, not maybe not originally called the Power Hour. So basically, what Gareth and I have, we've got our hats, and we've got about twenty um, uh, pieces of paper in that hat with all different subjects all to do with film music tv popular culture all that type of thing and what we're going to do is i'm going to put on my uh, countdown on my phone and we're going to answer as many as we can in that hour so the rail run down for an hour all the different subjects will take it in turns picking one out if it means we we speak about one subject for 20 minutes half an hour we do but as soon as that uh, buzzer goes we'll finish what we're talking about and then that's it for today and then we'll keep our hats um maybe add to it um for next time and we'll do another one in the future so this will be a semi-regular uh, podcast i thought it'd be a bit different a bit of fun and it also gives you a good a good idea of some of the views gareth and i have on some things and some things we might not even have any views about i go don't know anything about that whatsoever yeah. some we might talk about it for half an hour or so so it's going to be fun and i'll be looking forward fun. to this one actually because it's yeah uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's going to be a laugh I have we haven't I haven't prepared anything about any of the subjects that are in here, so it'll just be off no. the cuff. What no. we think. Let's right, let's go. So let me just start the clock. Um who wants to go first, Gareth? Do you want to do you want to pick one out of your hat first? I can do that, mate, yeah, no right. problem. When I say go, let's do it. Right, start. And we're counting down the hour. All right, we good to go? Yes. All right, uh question one. Um pub or club? Oh, pub or club? Um, I think now, say it's my forty-fourth uh, birthday in a couple of weeks. I think no, it would definitely it be. I think it would definitely be <laughs> pub. <laughs> or if you hit this to this, I am now forty-four, but I think it definitely yeah. would be pub. Um, I've, I think I think it's been pub probably for the last ten years or so. To be honest, I would rather. Um, it depends. I sometimes enjoy a good club. A night out in a club, um, Cambridge, Peterborough, Derby, back of the day, London. I've been, you know, all the bits, all the places, but and probably I'm more like a, a cheesy pop club or indie club is where I would have a good night. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, uh, I would never, never been a big fan of a pure hardcore dance club. I've been on a couple, couple, I don't really enjoy it, but I think for me, pub, a nice a glass uh, when I'm not on antibiotics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a nice yeah. either side after Guinness. I've got into mm. a bit over the last few years, um, but nice, um, nice. yeah. So uh, pub for me. What about you? Yeah, yeah. Same. I'm, you know, I'm an old git. Not quite as old as you, mate. You know, no <laughs> not far behind. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's pub. It's pub for me. Although, you know, I do still kind of occasionally dip my toe in, in the clubbing worlds, but that's usually when I'm DJing. Yes, of course. You know, yes. it's very seldom I'll actually go to a club. Well, n- n- not that I've DJed much over the last 15 months. but have been uh, able to go to a club. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I do still enjoy 
go to a club when I'm DJing because it's quite it's quite a good fun. It's actually, you know, it's 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 one of the not one of the nicest places to be is in the DJ booth playing the songs with people and stuff. It was something I you know I always get a kick out of, yeah. and um, it's a lot it's a lot of fun doing it. Um, and probably going forward, it's probably the safest place to be in the club as well because you're on your own. Well, a friend of mine recently yeah. went out uh, clubbing, and uh, I mean, he enjoyed himself, but he said uh, yeah. it was very weird being so close to so many people. Um, yeah. And I still, for me personally, I still don't, it's just personal opinion, I still don't quite fancy that. Um, but no. um, I'm sure I will set foot, set foot in one at some point. But um, I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah, pub, pub garden, middle yeah. of the summer, yeah. a few pints of cider, yeah. some friends around just talking about whatever. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of perfect, you know, afternoon for me. Frankly. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So there we go. There we oh, go. Right. I'm just going to, I'm going to just rummage around in the hats. Ooh, Doctor Who. That's the subject. Doctor Who. Wow, that's so, that's, that's that's quite f- wide reaching. Mate. Well, it's, yes, it's, not like, okay. it's a subject. It's not. Okay. Um, we're not going to start. I, I don't think we'll be have time to talk about the whole uh, almost sixty years no. worth of Doctor Who. <laughs> going to need more than an hour for that, mate. Um, I re- what I think what I was going to ask you more, Roz, was because back in when we were kids. Uh, well, I'm, mm. I still am. I mean, Doctor is my favourite TV program. Still is favourite mm. program of all time. I love it. I still buy all the Blu-rays, DVDs. Did you still watch it when it's on TV? But I can remember, obviously, back, back in the day in those sort of wilderness years, or just as it sort of finished late '80s and then into the wilderness yeah. years, you were you yourself was quite a big Doctor Who fan, and you had some of the yeah. videos. Stuff. I can yeah. remember bringing around your house and we both watching you and a couple. And um, I think my more opinion, my more sort of question is, what's your opinion of Doctor Who nowadays? Are you still a fan? Are you have you completely gone from it? What's your your uh, thing on Doctor Who now? I mean, I never imagined that it would come back. No. I was so surprised when it did, you know. But I thought the way they did it was absolutely fantastic yeah, that yeah. first season with christopher eccleston I, I think it's such a shame that he only ever did yeah. one season yeah um, i thought he was brilliant possibly my favorite doctor i think yeah i, th- I think he i think he is actually yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's absolutely brilliant you know it was perfect timing it was a, it was brilliantly written yeah uh, you know, was it uh, was it Russell, Russell, Russell T. Davis? Was well, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. also I think what, the B- what the BBC did, which they hadn't done in the eighties. Was they gave it yeah. some love. Well, I don't think budget. they're ever. They gave it a bit more budget. Yeah. Then I don't. Yeah. I don't think the B. I think to be fair, the BBC can never give it that big a budget. You know, it's never going to have Game mm. of Thrones level of budget. But no, no. But they get the right people to do it now, and they give it a yeah, bit more love. Thing. I know there's been yeah. some criticisms of the more later years, but still, yeah. when you look at the show and look how good it looks, yeah, at, yeah no, totally, etc. And and I think if it's Doctor Who's an ever-evolving show, if it's not for you now, yeah, it might yeah. be again it in a few be, years. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. I checked out a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, you know, as much as like, you know, I loved, you know, the Christopher Eccleston series. You know, and initially, you know, I really liked David Tennant. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. I, th- I think with with Doctor Who, with me, it holds such a massive 
nostalgic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, you know, if someone said to me, do you want to watch the, the latest Doctor Who episode or do you want to watch the Talons of Wang Chiang or yeah. something like that? I'll blow all the Talons of Wang Chiang, please. Or any, yeah, yeah, yeah. any of those late 70s Tom Baker ones, please. Yeah. I'll watch those. Any, I will still pick those, you know, or like, um, <laughs> hang on. One, one second. Let me just grab something to show you. Yeah. I bought. <laughs> this will make you chuckle. I bought this again on eBay a couple of years ago. Is that the, the trial, the, the trial of the Time Lord VHS box set? Yeah, yeah. I bought it again because um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? I'd love, I'd love to have that again. And I, I still think that's, you know, one of the best seasons of Doctor Who. I think, you know, um, uh, Terror, Terror the Vervoids is still one of the one of my absolute well, favourite. You know what? I think I've got a feeling Robert still got that. Oh really? Yeah. And 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 then um, earlier earlier this year, uh, I bought myself um, the Daleks box set. Oh. It's got like the chase, remembrance yeah. of the Daleks, and like a little kind of history of the Daleks. Remembrance kind of, of the Daleks is one of the best. Oh, Daleks. it's fantastic. Yeah, it's one of the ones I remember watching when I was a kid. Because um, I mean, for quite a bit for quite a bit of the eighties, I was. Um, you know brought up in an area family so i lived lived abroad um and i don't really remember watching a massive amount of doctor who when i was a kid but you know sylvester mccoy you know are, you know all those stories like um was it uh time of the rani happiness patrol ghost ghost light was yeah. brilliant Back nicholas parsons <laughs> battlefield was Back great of Fenric. yeah because of Fenric was great remember the remember last- his yeah, first yeah. episode of the last series, so battle, first episode of Battlefield, which was the last first episode yeah. of season twenty six, started on the yeah. day I started senior school. Well, yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember asking my mum to tape it for me. Yeah, yeah. I can remember being at home <laughs> yeah. that night, watching yeah. it, taping it, and we had those on on VHS recorded off the telly for years. Now you've yeah. just shown me your trial of a time, Lord. I've got the. <laughs> What's, what's this newfangled technology? I'll be there in about 30 years, mate. I'll be buying Blu-rays in about yes, 30 Yes, you will, yeah, because you'll be, be an old... This is <laughs> yeah. the Blu-ray. These are the loveliest. Now they've decided yeah. to beat them all by season. And yeah, it's a great it's, idea. It's an edition, and these are, are are the most definitive yeah. thing on the whole series. Never has a program had so much stuff on it. The amount of extra documentaries, yeah. commentaries, new special effects... Yeah, they're unbelievable. These are absolutely. It's, it, it's wonderful what they're doing with these old seasons and stuff. Yeah. It's it, it just shows that there's you know uh, the Doctor Who fans never went away. They were no. always there. I mean, you got to look right. There was no Doctor Who series apart from the one-off movie, right? Yeah. Between eighty-nine and what was it, two thousand and four. Five, 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 right? All there was in that interim, what, sixteen years, was that one TV movie. Yeah. We know, yeah. um, but but the Doctor Who magazine continued throughout yeah, that. Yeah. It just kept books, on going. The, the fans books, were always yeah. there. The conventions, the books, the expanded yeah. universe, and I, I do generally think that the BBC dropped the ball when they got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Because the I fans mean, were there. This, and, and, you know, and that's and what's not, crazy about it. And taking so long to bring it back as well. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. But I mean, I don't think any any show is, is has the love and attention of mm-hmm. old shows. I mean, just think of a show as old as Doctor Who that has. I know. These, I know. It's crazy. I know. I know. It's mental. Um, yeah. They are 
I mean, they as soon as they come out, they're going for a fortune on eBay these yeah. things because they're yeah, limited I edition. I know they're sort yeah. of re-releasing them in slightly sort of more um, smaller packaging, so they yeah. start doing that yeah. now. But yeah. they're unbelievable sets, and I mean, Doctor Who's still my favourite program, and I agree with you. I still have that. I still have that sort of thing about the old Doctor Who, watching yeah. those John Pertwee and Tom Baker ones. Yeah, John, um, yeah. Peter Davis. Peter Davis was the first doctor I remember. So I have a little mm. slight sort of thing about that. But I can remember going around your house and you having the Seeds of Death, Patrick Death. Fountain, which was the Great only story. black and white one available on VHS at yeah, that it point. Was. Uh, I think I think that was one of the one of the first ones that was released on VHS. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Day of the Daleks with John Pertwee was yeah. the first one we yeah. got. Uh, great was, story great story christmas money i bought pyramids of mars by tom baker yeah with tom baker um and I, yeah. I can remember i was after revenge of the cybermen but they didn't have yeah. it smiths because yeah. smiths used to have the best selection of doctor who videos for some reason yeah um yeah. and i thought well i want to get a tom baker so i got pyramids of mars thank goodness i did because it's so much better than oh. revenge of the cybermen yeah it is so yeah i mean but i recently i i watched the problem is a little bit as well i find especially with more recent doctor who is the the episodes do need to be watched a couple of times and i to get your head around them to enjoy them to take everything in and i think the problem is with these days there's so much else out there you don't sit and watch it a cup two or three times we would have probably have gone back watched that battlefield episode one two or three times before the next one so yeah. I've gone back and some of the Peter Capaldi ones I'd, I'd only ever watched once when they were on. I had them all on the box sets. I never even watched the box set. I just bought the box set and never watched them. And recently yeah. with the lockdown, yeah. I watched them and yeah. I enjoyed them more than I think I did the, the first time round. I appreciated them more and the Jodie Whittaker stuff, which actually I haven't minded. I've, I've quite enjoyed it, especially the most recent stuff. I know a lot of people mm. criticise, not necessarily her, but the writing um, of, yeah. of recent years. But I don't. I still enjoy it. I just love Doctor Who, and I've always been positive yeah. about it. But right, let's move on to the next one, because otherwise we could be an hour talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Um, best gig. Best gig. gig you've ever been to, mate. I would. You can only pick one. I think no away at Finsbury Park in 2002. We were, I was with you at that. Yeah, you were. That was great. That was, that was a, that was a bloody great day. That was. Yeah, um, I think. Do you, yeah. remember, do you remember? Do you remember the lineup? Yeah, it was Corner Shop. It was Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. They were brilliant. Um, Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And the Charlatans was there. Three wasn't there? Yeah, the uh, Proud Mary opened. Yes, yes. Because uh, I remember it was signed to Noel's label. And I bought. Um, I love that so much i bought corner shops and um black rebel motorcycle clubs albums yeah. i loved that gig so much um and it was yeah, the first time i'd seen day, oasis yeah. as well i think yeah, that was yeah. some of it first time i've seen oasis um and i think that's probably but i mean i i, mean, I, I, I take that progress tour yeah. uh, and i got yeah. um somebody we a family friend worked in the security at Wembley for the progress yeah. tour and they put us in next to the Royal box. So we had these amazing <laughs> set piece. Wow. At Wembley, okay, You've never to told me that. That's incredible. So the, so the Royal box is, they leave yeah. empty for gigs, but literally yeah. 
we were so basically what happened was he said call us when you get there so my wife and i got there we got there quite sharp and i and i thought he just wanted just to say hello so i said let's call him now before we get our seats because we're here so i called him he says all right i'll come and see you he says what seats you got he goes well if you want i I can give you and he's head head of security i can give you better seats you can sit but he says what i'm going to do is i'm going to put you on this there's of, of of this part of the stadium there's a front front row which we keep free just for safety he says it is safe he says on dvd night they fill it it's just that we yeah. we we don't we don't put people in it and so the first row people are sitting is the second row and he says it's yeah. next to the royal box and you can sort of see like a sideways obviously fairly sideways but really close view of the stage so it says if you don't you know but we were like we were going to be like really high up our proper tickets were really high up so oh, anyway yeah. so we sat there was like this is brilliant nobody sat next yeah. to us we were at the front so oh. we had nobody in front of us yeah. so then uh, my wife and i are sitting there and i look back david walliams is coming down the stairs <laughs> wow. and he sits and he sit him and who he was with sits on the end of the row anyway one of the security people go oh, what are you doing sitting there and they moved brilliant. him they moved him behind oh, because he was in the did long he, seat. Did he utter the immortal phrase, do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> he was two rows behind us. And then Elaine Brilliant. Page, Elaine Page was... The, oh, bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> so I think just... Just, I mean, the gig, the gig was brilliant as well, but yeah. I, I think just where we are, that comes very close. But I think Oasis probably just because it was the first time I saw them. And, yeah. and there wasn't too... Sometimes at an Oasis gig, you had to... You started, ended up just checking out if you, the, the crowd, just to making sure you're all right, rather than concentrating on the band. And I didn't yeah. feel that happened so much at Finsbury Park. I felt that where no. we were was a good place. Yeah. There wasn't too much craziness going on. We no. could stand and watch the band. Whereas the other times I've seen Oasis um, at the Milton Keynes Bowl and at Wembley, yeah. I've been distracted away because it's just you've got to keep an eye out on what other people are doing. Yeah. Of course um, you have. Yeah. Which is always was a shame about the Oasis gigs, but um, I, know, I know. What about you? What was your favourite one? Uh, I mean, favourite favourite gig of all time. Um, it's got to be Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Uh, summer of twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Unbelievable. You know, no support. Baking hot summer's day. Yeah. He played for three and a half hours. And then, you know, and there were still songs that he didn't play. He did play, Born, he played three and a half hours and didn't play Born in the USA. Mental. That's how good a gig it was. He, you know, um, and I've, I've never known. It's the first, well, it's the only time I've been, no, no, sorry. It's the first time I've been to the New Wembley twice to see gigs. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I've been to the New Wembley. And it was unbelievable. You know, just that, you know, we were, you know, on, on the floor, you know, yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. And I was just looking around, going, "This place is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's so big. It's yeah. so big." And you know, just the way that you know, I'm not, I'm not particularly a religious man, but it's kind of the the, the closest I've ever known to like a, a kind of like a religious experience at a gig. Yeah, where you're so like in the moment and and you know holding on to every word that he says and it was one of the, those rare times especially over the last what 10 or so years when you know you know you get you go to gigs now or have been to gigs you know pretty locked down stuff every other person's got their phone out yeah and, and recording a crappy 
sounding bootleg yeah. of, of out of focus of a song. You know, not a single person had their phone in their hand at Bruce. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, three and a half hours, and then he came out and did the encore. You know, did a cover of Twist and Shout. You know got this little kid out from the crowd to sing on went, went on a sunny day it was just like you know um I was, you know i was just crying my eyes out it was so beautiful yeah. and then he you know then he plays born to run it's just like yeah. oh my god this yeah. is crazy and, was, you know, and then he comes out at the end just as you think oh that's it and everyone's starting to fall out he comes out and does a solo acoustic version of thunder road and it was just like <laughs> unbelievable. i mean you know, i mean you sort of think when you talk about it i, I mean i did uh, Prince, I saw Prince at the O2. That's probably up, wow. that's up there. That's up yeah. there. And he, he did a yeah. dev- different set list every night. Every, yeah, it was every night. It's crazy. Um, uh, Robbie Williams at Nebworth was was yeah. a, it was as hot as yeah. today. It was a day like today. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. baking that whole day. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been to a fair uh, a fair few, and I mean, I've been to sort of the yeah, smaller same. venues, and and they're mm. still great. I mean. It's there's a there's I've, Paul McCartney at the O2 yeah, I've seen and yeah, that was the last yeah. minute one we went to that yeah. because we we couldn't <laughs> it's a long story that we we couldn't go to Disneyland Paris because that's when the trains Jenny and I had a a, a Christmas holiday book for Disneyland Paris right yeah nice and that's when it was so cold the trains broke down in the Eurotunnel oh blimey so yeah, all the trains that. That, yeah. yeah yeah about uh, all the trains got cancelled. So we couldn't go, basically. Yeah. And um, I went online and I was like, so we went to King's Cross, realised we couldn't go, came home. And we had to do all the thing where you got to do to get your money back for your yeah. train tickets and Disneyland Paris tickets. Yeah. Anyway, I went online and thought, I'll just see if Paul McCartney tickets were available. Because I knew he was playing a Christmas show at the O2 and I, I didn't go because I was going away. Yeah. And they had tickets available. And it was for the next wow, number. Nice. And I said, Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Because that's what we were going to do. It. And we drove to the O2 because you, yeah. we, you know, we parked there, drove to the O2. Yeah. It was yeah. really cold that December. Yeah. Really cold. Obviously, it was because yeah. that must have yeah. been up there because obviously one of my heroes I would have always wanted to see. And his voice was good. He did a two and a half hour set. Did wow. a couple of songs he wouldn't normally because it was Christmas. He did Wonderful Christmas Time. <laughs> nice. Did Mull of Kintyre, which is very rare for him to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was another one. But I think Oasis, just because that was yeah. the first time I saw them, it was one of, one of the. It just it, I, I think it was because I've always think. wanted to see them, and I think I missed yeah. out on Edworth. Um, I missed out yeah. on Edworth the nineties just because I didn't go. So I, I think that was that was that was definitely up there for me. They were Oasis. Well, they were they were they were they were great that day. But the best Oasis gig for me was Main Road. Yeah, when I mean, they were like they were the biggest band in the world yeah, yeah. you know you know that uh, early 96 you know they conquered the whole world and you know seeing them at a main road with like it was o- ocean color scene uh the manix uh the charlatans and yeah Oasis. yeah well i'll be i'll be i'll be i'll be looking forward to watch the Debworth concert because it's unbelievable that it's never been shown before i know it's crazy it's, it's crazy you would have thought you would have thought that 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 christmas 96 would have been an absolute yeah they'd already they'd released that that vi- that video earlier that year that combined the, the earl's court and the main yeah. road gig there, yeah. uh, there and then great video. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always remember like you know um the fact that yeah you know nebworth was filmed and there was little 
you'd seen little bits and clips and stuff, but it never, never been released. You know, so that'd be good to see. That'd be good to yeah, see. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right then, let's uh, see what I've got in the hat now. So there you go, mate. And it's another, it's a music one, and I've just simply pot got Robbie Williams, funny enough, which actually, uh, I don't know, <laughs> think it was, but I think both of us have spoken about Robbie Williams when we did my countdown. Um, yeah. And I don't think you and I actually, uh, well, I've always been a, a big fan of Robbie Williams, always. Uh, and I, and to be honest, I'm not really pretty trying to convert you, to be honest, because you've never minded him yourself, really, have you? Yeah, I, do, <laughs> I, know I, mean, you know, I know some people I, absolutely hate him. But, uh, yeah, well, you know, and I get it, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what do you want from me, front man? You know, give me Robbie Williams or anyone like that over, you know, Chris Martin any day of the week. You know, well, I want, I, I, you know, I, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's, I think the same, you know, it's almost like the same reason that, you know, I say this to my, my girlfriend quite a few times. It's like when she says she doesn't like you too, it's like, no, you don't hate you too. You hate Bono. Yeah. And I get it, you know, but that's what I want my front men to be like, you know, Bono, yeah. Liam Gallagher, whoever, you know, I want them to be like that, you know, but I mean, those first, those first kind of definitely the first two Robbie Williams albums, I have, a very flabby, podgy, soft spot for them. Yeah. You know, because those songs were so omnipresent. You go through every single, you know, Millennium. I mean, Jesus Christ. You, yeah. you know, you heard that every two seconds on the radio. And like, you know, Strong, Lazy Days, obviously Angels. Yeah. Quite happy. Yeah. We'll never, I don't ever want to hear that song again, <laughs> but at the time it was great. It yeah. was brilliant. Um, but he's great. You know, it's a superstar. He was a yeah. superstar. You know, I think, you know, I think the worst career decision he ever made was to stop writing songs with Guy Chambers. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I, I understand sometimes you've got to try something different, and I think it yeah, probably went. I think it probably went a little bit too different, too far off the the track. And yeah. and I know people always, and I think we did beat his head around about the rude boxing. But the problem is with yeah. that, it was a side project that actually wasn't promoted, wasn't toured, and it only no. came out literally ten months after his last album. Yeah, but the problem is because it was Robbie Williams, it mm-hmm. gets it, it was it was then becomes a major release, even though they probably didn't want it as a major release. So yeah. I think the the issue with Rude Box is I don't think it's actually that bad an album. It's too long. It could have shaved off two or three tracks. Yeah. I think it was an experiment, but I don't necessarily think it was the one that came out at the right time. Um, to be honest, I don't I don't think it should have been released. No. If it was experimental, it was trying things out, fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with experimentation. Just keep it in the studio, especially from where Robbie was at that time. Yeah. You know, but I, to be honest, I think the critics were just binding their time and waiting yep. to give him an absolute kick in. And because so Take That had come it. back so successfully and they released their album around the same time yeah. as Rubox yep. came out. So, yep. Yep. so exactly. it would have been probably better for yeah. Robbie Williams to go, I'm not releasing an album. Just let Take That have that. Yeah. I now, think it was a horrendous, um, a horrendous career error. Um, but then he came back a few years later with Reality Killed the Video Star, which I think is one of his most underrated albums, with Trevor yeah. Horn doing producing, which yeah, is a, yeah, it's a great sounding yeah. album. Um, yeah. I think some of his recent albums have been a bit patchy, um, but he yeah. still comes up with a few really good songs mixed signals yeah. from the heavy um that we did with the killers is a great song mm. um 
and for me the third album is always my favorite thing when you're winning yeah, which I, is yeah, got, I always know you like the third album uh, uh, which has got rock dj kids better man uh road to mandalay i think that's a fantastic album and escapology feel is one of his best songs from escapology mm. which one's escapology is that got me and my monkey on it that's a good yes. song Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. It's a long album, Escapeology, actually. Yeah. I've been expecting you. That's the one for me, The Hit Factory. Yeah. Str- str- strong, strong and No Regrets. No oh. Regrets is my favourite Robbie song. No Regrets uh, is up there. It's so good that actually yeah. at the Progress Tour, the Take That Progress Tour, Take That yeah. did it. Yeah, as nice. they did no regrets as a band so wow. that's kind uh, of ironic generally it's all about well, that's, that's why they, yeah that's why they, that's why they yeah. did it so yeah. it's yeah. um anyway but uh yeah. I you think know, Robbie Williams aside, I generally think no regrets is just an all-time yeah, yeah, yeah. great pop song. I think it's an unbelievable song. And Absolutely I think I, I think this is what some of the haters sometimes can't believe. I think he's the biggest-selling male solo albums artist of yeah. all time in the UK. I know, right? More than George Michael, more than yeah. Paul McCartney, yeah. more than John Lennon. Elton Everyone. John. I know. More than I know Elton it's crazy. John. I know it's crazy, right? It's crazy. David it's Bowie. Crazy. Uh, yeah. He is the best-selling albums artist. Yeah. Of in that's the what they have. Yeah, people yeah, just can't get their heads around it. But no, I think I, I, I think I think the coming from a boy band never has always been a stigma that he's found difficult to to, to sort of shake off for some reason. Oh, and I think sometimes that's sort of people think he's arrogant. But the problem is that we were going through a stage where everybody was a bit too clean cut. Yeah, of the sort of male solo stars. Yeah, they they were. Were. At late nineties, early noughties. Look what they were trying to do with Gary Barlow. Yeah, and he was everything yeah. was sort of this is how it, you got to be that American way of everybody being, and he was just a bit different, and probably that's yeah. why he didn't make it in America. I wonder if now, if he came about now when there's more access in America to the UK artists, like people like Ed Sheeran and Adele do really well in America now, and that's yeah. because. That is because of streaming. So in America, there's more accessibility yeah. to get stuff from over here. I think he probably would have done better if there was that. If there was that. I, I don't know, man. I, he's too British. He's too British. Yeah. Like the Kinks. Like yeah. the Kinks. Yeah. You know, yeah. amazing. You know, Blur. You know, it's it's proudly British. Yeah. I think I think there was much more of like a like a transatlantic kind of quality to people like Adele and, and people. Yeah. Like that. No, I agree. I do. You agree. know. Um, you know, it was, it, yeah, yeah, you know, but I think that's cool. You know, I, I, there's no shame in not getting big in America. Yeah, no, it's, it's one know. of the biggest stars over here I mean, in Europe. I mean, I mean, he, he, he wanted it. He, he desperately wanted it. I know yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, but. Intensive Care was the one of the biggest selling albums in Europe of all time, and it's not even the best selling album over here. Intensive Care no, is probably one of his more lowest selling albums over yeah, here. It is, yeah. Absolutely massive. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Europe's bigger than the US overall. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I'm looking forward to our uh, Robbie Williams ranking, Gareth. That'll be. Uh... Yeah, no, no, totally. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's gonna be good. I think. <laughs> right. I, I, think, all... I think. I think. I think. Yeah. Spoiler. I think you know what my top two are. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just giving it away. Yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> you never know. You uh, might listen to them again and listen to the more recent ones. Oh, well, no, that is true. That is true. That is true. Uh, on to the next subject. Yes. Go for it. All right. We've rinsed Robbie. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, oh, 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 it's a good. So it's, it's another music one, mate. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, your favorite 80s pop song. 
Or I'm just a little bit shaking Stevens next. <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to give you it. I'm going to give you it quick. It's somewhere in my heart by Aztec Camera. Oh, wonderful choice, mate. Wonderful. That's one of my favourite songs of all time, and yeah. I, I've never really listened to any um, any other Aztec Camera stuff, but somewhere in my heart is I, I love it. that song. So, um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but that was the first song that Simon Mayo played on his first ever breakfast show. Oh, is it? No, do you on, on Radio 1 back in whenever that was, 1794 <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's a fight to the death between two. Uh, Roachford Cuddly Toy. So, yeah. Amazing. Out, just so perfect. I love, yep. God, I, God, I love Roachford. Um, or... Um, Boy Meets Girl, Waiting for a Star to Fall. Oh, that's a great song. What a song. What uh, a song. That, that, yeah. that bit of the key, the key change. Yeah. You just can't yep. help. When yep. you hear that key change, yep. it almost yep. brings like, it almost it does. gives you shivers. It does. Yeah. It's such and, a but it's, when it happens, it's a fist in the air. Yeah, it's you know what I mean? It's like, it is a great you know, song. It's such a perfect, perfect. Perfect there's a couple song. of those type of songs yeah. and there's a couple like starship and huey lewis yeah. in the news those yeah. type of songs yeah. there's some really yeah. i mean you know the the 80s, deacon, I, I, deacon, crack- deacon blue it was the greatest it was the greatest decade for pop for pure it pop was, music I it think. was yeah, nothing yeah. will come close to the 80s yeah. and won't. i think i think in the 90s i think people were very sniffy about 80s music but i think That's when we got to the we always gets to like you as when you have a decade in between people start getting yeah, stuck. Like, so when the, the noughties came along yeah. when the noughties yeah. came along the 80s started getting a little bit uh sort of cool again well it was like you know in the 90s the 70s was cool because you know oasis made it cool to listen to slade and t-rex yeah, yeah, and yeah. bowie became cool again yeah. in the 90s yeah. you know and there's um, so many bands that sound 80s now I mean the yeah, oh main bands. God, yeah. I mean the 1975. That a lot of their stuff yeah. sounds so 80s. Um, so, 80s, yeah. um, so little the new Little Sims album is is so 80s. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. no, somewhere in my heart, Aztec Camera, Boy Meets Girl, yeah. Waiting for Stars to Fall. That yeah. those two are brilliant yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah. I think they both came out the same year. Actually, I think 88. I think 88. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, that. I think, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm gonna pick another one. It's another music one. It's another music. <laughs> one. So yeah. I'm now picked out Billy Joel. What's your view Ooh. of Billy Joel? Overrated. So I've got but, I love Billy Joel. But but the caveat to that is we didn't start the fire. It was one of the greatest songs ever written. It's a great. You know. song. It's a great. Song. Uh, and you know. <laughs> I like, dad, early, I like some of his early stuff, you know, like, um, uh, was it Moving Out? Um, was it th- yeah. Scenes from an Italian Restaurant? Yeah, I think that's song. Early, yeah, that's yeah. Great song. But I think, I think, I think what it is with, with Billy Joel, he could have been, he could have written some of the greatest tunes of all time, right? But he wrote Uptown Girl. <laughs> and I, oh my God, I hate that song. You know with what, a passion. Though? Pre-Westlife, I still hate it. Even <laughs> as a kid. Even as a kid, when I didn't know anything about music, I didn't have an opinion on anything. You know what? I, my, I, dad I, had, I my dad had the album that Uptown Girl's on. So the album's An Innocent Man. And it's yeah. uh, Uptown Girl aside, yeah. it's a great album. It's got Teller about it on it. And it's yeah, that's, song, yeah, that's his tune. The song An Innocent Man, I think mm. it's a great song. And 
I've always quite liked Billy Joel. We always used to have, um, but somebody had recorded for my dad's um, Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, the volume one and two on tape, yeah. and we always had it on in the car. So I always yeah. used to know a lot of the Billy Joel yeah. songs, the hits quite well. Yeah. So, yeah. Still, always, rock and roll to, still Rock and Roll to Me is a great yeah. song. I'll give you well, we, we did um, Start the Fire. Always reminds me of starting school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always it was, it was, on the radio. Yeah, it was it was out it was out late summer '89. Yeah, um, yeah always on yeah, the radio. It's all, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's that. Uh, uh, Poison by Alice Cooper and Loving yeah. an Elevator by Aerosmith. They yeah. all came out just as I started. Singing. Yeah, yeah. But I, and I still I still love when it's like the fire. I like River of Dreams, like the '90s stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, but Uptown Girl did it for you, did it? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, it did, just did. I just, it's I funny, can't. You know what? It's funny. You know, there's, there's songs, there's a few songs that a lot of people love. I don't like. Karma Chameleon annoys me. Um, oh, rubbish. Love Shack you know? by the B52s really annoys uh, me. I, I like the B52. I like the B52s. But then when anybody put it on, puts it on in a club or something, they you go, go to a, you go to you go to a wedding and, oh. they, and, and, and you hear if you're here to see the sound, the what, sound of the road, instant. I asked thought. our DJ at our yeah. wedding. I gave him a list to of not play. Yeah, I did. A few songs not to play, Brilliant. and then one of one yeah. of my wife's friends just yeah. to just to annoy me on my wedding day, which is a strange Brilliant. thing to do. What a great uh, idea! Yeah, <laughs> it, everyone's too happy. I'm just going to annoy the groom. <laughs> so anyway, oh, wow. Um, right, let's move on because I think we've done Billy Joel. We won't be doing a ranking of Billy Joel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, right. Where are we? Okay, here we go. Oh, it's not a musical question. Go on, then. that's good. That's good. Sporting hero. Sporting hero. Um. Well, is it change? Trouble is, it changes as you get. I mean, when I was younger, it was Spurs. Spurs's Gazza and Gary Lineker were the two yeah. I really used to like. But obviously, Gazza's a very problematic in some of the things he's done over the years. But um. <laughs> Um, a sporting hero. I think it depends on. I think it, I think my sporting heroes actually um, carry on. I don't sort of look back and have them. I have them as they are now. So yeah. I think looking at because I'm a, obviously a big football fan. I think for me now at the moment it's Harry Kane is my favourite Spurs player, and I think that nice. would be my sporting hero at the moment. Uh, I don't. Straight because possibly because I only really football's the real sort of sport I really like, and obviously I do like other sports, but football's the one I really like. I I I mean I, I always love the goal scorers, so I love Alan Shearer, I love Teddy Sharing as they played. I, I think yeah. I like more as players than actual personalities necessarily. So I think that sort of um, a lot of the players that play for Spurs uh, at some point, but. Uh, yeah, Gareth Bale. I've always been a big fan of Gareth Bale. Um, Justin Edinburgh, yeah. Darren Anderson, David ha- David Howes, David Howes, Jerry <laughs> uh, Mavitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the Paul Stewart, Paul Stewart, Paul Allen. Uh, they're, all, yeah. they're all there. But uh, what about yourself? Uh, I mean, when I was when I was growing up. Um, Ian Botham, of course. You know, yeah. I was, you know, massive cricket fan. But as I've got older, it's um, I think my all-time sporting hero is um, is Ronnie O'Sullivan. All right. 
Are you a big snooker fan? Got, yeah, huge. I've loved this since I was a kid, you know. It was, yeah. Like, you, you know, you get like, like, you know, certain childhood memories of yeah. what, watching certain things on the telly, you know. We used to go over um, and see my dad's mum. We'd go over like most weekends. And, you know, we'd have lunch over there and do all that. Malarkey. Mm. Well, sometimes we go to my auntie's house in Ely and we'd have food there and da da da. And, you know, inevitably, you know, I'd, I'd go into the lounge and, you know, in, in the good old days, what was on all Saturday afternoon? Grandstands. Yeah, yeah. Know? And snooker, so, was, snooker was, was quite a big thing to watch. I mean, yeah, we used to watch it. Yeah, everyone watched snooker. But, it, it, you know, but there are certain things like, you know, snooker was always on. I always remember the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. The Grand Prix was always on Grandstand, you know, cricket. That's yeah. what got into all these sports from watching them on a Saturday uh, at my, at my family's house and stuff. And it always seemed to be yeah. Stephen Hendry one and uh, Jimmy White. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. It still breaks my heart, you know. Yeah, he was G- so good, Jimmy yeah. White, but he just oh, couldn't ever get over the line. He, he was, he, you know, if it hadn't been for Hendry, he would have. I mean, he, he, I think Jimmy White, he lost five consecutive finals. Yeah. He lost once John yeah. Parrott in 1990. Then he lost the next four consecutive years to Hendry. Yeah. And I think one of the Hendrick ones, he was a bit more sort of in the lead, and it was looking he was, like he, he was. might do it. He, well, he went down to the final frame, and he was he was he was like thirty odd points clear in the final frame, and he missed a black off its spot. I can still see it now with his That's awful yeah, Jimmy, Watt, Jimmy Watt with his awful mullet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Ronnie. Um, he's 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 box office. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll always, you know, I always look forward to watching, always look forward to watching yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. As well as rare times, I'll, you know, I will shout at the telly. <laughs> I will join in. It's, it's almost like, you know, you, you, can, you know, I love watching snooker. I watch whoever's playing, you know, it, you know, if, if like, I don't know, Mark, you know, Mark Allen or, you know, people like this, you know, playing. And it's kind of like, you know, like when Ronnie's playing, it's like a football crowd. Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere is absolutely electric, you know, and snooker needs him more than he needs snooker yeah you know it's going to be a sad day when he retires he yeah. will retire you know in the next i don't know five years ten years you know and i, I you know I've, i feel so lucky that i remember watching him like when his first title on telly and he was about 15 i think he's still like the youngest major winner uh in snooker yeah um you know his, his record is unbelievable you know the quickest 147 He's so like four fast. He's always four so and fast. Half, especially back then. Like yeah. when he got that fastest one in '97, it's like four and a half minutes. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, Steve Davis or Terry Griffiths would have played about three shots at yeah. that time. Yeah. Ronnie's out the whole damn tape was unbelievable. And he was a kid. You know, natural talent. I've never seen natural talent like that in in well certainly not in a sneaker player. You know, I saw the closest in football or cricket. I don't know be like a Ben Stokes in cricket or like a yeah. Gaza, just yeah. that actual natural talent and box, it's box office. Yeah. Player. yeah Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, yeah. when people who don't even like cricket, for example, were watching Ben Stokes, what yeah, he did yeah. two years ago, do you know yeah. what I mean? That's box office for me. Yeah. You know, play, people who don't like football, they'll watch Gaza. Yeah. Always, always. You know. Yeah. It's like Ronaldo going back to Man U, they'll watch. Yeah, Man U will be watched. But just because Ronaldo's playing. Oh, of course. And he's one of, of the greatest course. players ever. It's just, yeah. it's a shame in some respects. Messi didn't try the Premier, hasn't tried the Premier League, and he probably oh, no. won't now. He's, he's, um, no, no, he's, he's too old now anyway. Mm, if, if it would have happened, it would have happened a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, but uh, 
Okay, right, let's get on to the next. We've got right. 18 minutes left. So we're getting through some, you know. We're not doing too bad. All right. I might, I might have to think up some more. I've, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I've got, I've got, we'll always yeah. use some. Right, this one will be a good one. This might All even right. last us 18 minutes, okay? okay? Underrated, underrated 80s films. Oh my, okay. Underrated 80s films. I'll put you, I'll put, while you're thinking, I'll put a couple out there. All right. Young Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Pyramid mate. of Fear. Very what, underrated. What's a film? Um, no, I, pref- I prefer no, that. I prefer not, that. Not on this podcast. Not on this, not no. on this podcast, mate. We um, both love that. One that you probably would go, of course, he's going to say that. Willow. I've always oh, loved yeah. Willow. Um, other underrated agents. So that's the type of ones that I'm, I'm okay. Uh, okay. looking at. Um, what else? There was another one that came to mind. Yeah, when I wrote that down, there was another one that came to mind. Uh, underrated eighties films. But though they're the type of films that I, I think, you know, there's there's some films like um, back to, obviously Back to the Future, which is E.T., Razor Star, even the Goonies, everybody goes, yeah, love it. But there's a few I always think they get a little bit forgotten. Yeah, and they're yeah, still pretty yeah. good. And um, Young Sherlock Holmes, Willow, that ones yeah. I always think are are pretty good, underrated, mm. underrated films, the 80s. Flight of the Navigator, for me. Ooh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Daryl, do you remember Daryl? Yes. Data, data Analysis Robot Youth Life Form. Great I film. Yeah, I've seen that once. That was probably a long uh, time ago. Saw that. Yeah, I, I loved it when I was a kid. I managed There's to. A I managed lot to. Of those I managed to. Type of films. A lot yeah, of those. There was one called Explorers uh, as well, wasn't there? Yeah, really? Explorers. That was good. That was a really good film. Um, I mean, I mean, underrated eighties. I mean, even like you know, you know, I, I'll, I'll put Transformers a movie out yeah. out there because yeah. I think it's a very underrated gonna, film. You know what I was going to say? <laughs> no, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. No, no, no. Uh, but in terms of like you know um, like more kind of adult films, um, I think No No Way Out is an ins- is is one of Kevin Costner's best films. That is a good film, you know, yeah. and it, you know brilliant Cold War kind of spy thriller. One yeah. of the best chases in in all movies, yeah. I think. Did he do, do that after the Untouchables? Uh, it was before, uh, just before. Uh, the uh, no. Oh, it's great for you here. Great film. Um, uh, talk about Untouchables, yeah. Sean Connery, Outland. Ah, yep, yep, yep. Like Western set in space. Really another, good. another. Um, obviously, The Godfather, Goodfellas, they're always classed as the top, mm. some of the top gangster films, Scarface. But Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America. Oh, it's great. I, it is yeah. rated, but I sometimes think it yeah. gets forgotten. Yeah, it it's does. a long old it film. Um, it does. But it's, yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a brilliant film, Once Upon a Time in America. Mm. Um, what a cast that's got as well. And uh, I think that's underrated. Um, mm. But because uh, slightly controversially, I think The Goonies is slightly overrated. There's slightly that, controversial. Wow, that is very controversial. I like the film, don't get me wrong. That's pretty much a perfect kids film. As as <laughs> I like I, the I film, like, yeah. don't get me wrong. But I think the first hour is better than the second hour. And... Um, I, Actually, was, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It's funny. I mean, some of the things that that script gets away with, the kids are brilliant yeah. actors. Oh, I tell you, they're really good, all right. really good. At it. Yeah, but I've yeah. always, 
I enjoy it, but I've never loved it. I think Goonies is one of those films. I don't think when it came out, it was that highly rated. I think that's it's got it's become that. It's like a Shawshank, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah, 10, 15, 20 years, it's become more of a thing. Um, yeah. And obviously, yeah. there's a lot of that. Obviously, Spielberg wrote that, wrote the Goonies, but uh, you've got that sort of lot of all the, the usual sort of Jenna Jones, the Temple of Doom. Young Sherlock Holmes sort of does that sort of traps yeah. in tunnels. Yeah, yeah. That's great yeah. stuff. And don't get me wrong, I like it, but I'm not sure putting it on the same level as some people do to Back to the Future and stuff is. Oh, I, I would. Right. I would. I would. Mm. Honestly, I've never no. been sure. It's, but, like, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not as good as Back to the Future. Anyway. I'm not, I'm not metal. Yeah, so let me just add one more before we go on to the next subject. You know, the, the most underrated 80s film, License to Kill. Of course. Of course. There you go. AKA, my favourite Bond film. <laughs> well, I think your mission as a laser disc collector, your mission should be to see if you can get hold of young Sherlock Holmes and Willow. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have a look. They'll be out there. They'll be out there. You know, it's just probably best to buy a reprint because, uh, you know, it's not worth buying 80s Laserdisc because uh, of the, the whole laser rot thing. Um, uh, I've, yeah. got, I've, I've, got a, I've got a couple of 80s ones. Some DVDs uh, did that as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Mm, especially the double-sided, yeah, the double-sided ones, yeah. yeah. Right then, let's pick out the next subject. All right, all right. Oh, oh, this is a good one. Favourite kids' TV shows? Go. Um, I used to like Going Live. Um, I used to yeah. like, I used to like yeah. anything with Tony Hart in. I used to oh, like Take yeah. Heart and Heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we're going to go, are we going to go cartoons or just more of the kids' shows? No, no. Basically stuff you love watching when you were a kid, you know. Well, I mean, I always was more of a cartoon person, so... Mm. Um, actually, a few have come to a few things have come to He Man, Transformers um, were two of my favourites. Spider Man is amazing. Friends, mm-hmm. I remember watching the BBC's adaptation of The Secret Garden and think it was really oh, good. Yeah, but the yeah. one that I used to love and I have st- I've got this on DVD. It was it was shown on telly in 1984, Christmas 1984. It was the Box of Delights and I used to love that. The Box oh, so that was Patrick, Patrick Troughton. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Love the box of delights. Yeah, I've got yeah. it on DVD, and um, yeah. I, I love it. And that was pr- probably that's one of the ones that really stick in my memory. Watching, watching that. Um, um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's sort of the main sort of top of the pops, if you could call it a kids' show. Obviously, Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Doctor um, yeah. Um, I just think of my cartoons. Thundercats used to quite like, yeah. but yeah. um. Yeah, what about you? Uh, I mean, like pre- press gang for me press st- gang, still yeah. really Steve. stands up. All the episodes, yeah, Steve, um, Stephen Moffat. Uh, yeah, Stephen Moffat. All, all press gang episodes are on, they've been on YouTube. You know, some genius, God bless him, uploaded all the episodes to YouTube. Yeah. And I've watched a few, and they still stand up, man. Yeah, they yeah. tackle heavy subjects for yeah. a kids' show. They really did, you know. Um, yeah, trans, you know, in terms of like animators, um, I loved, you know, Mask was a big, oh, massive favourite. You used to have a lot of masks. Yeah, 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 a lot of mask toys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Transformers, obviously. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, la, 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 la. What was I thinking? Uh, loved, loved Blue Peter. Um, yes, what, I like you know, Blue Peter. Yeah, yeah, Blue Peter's yeah. great. I, you know. I, I, 
you know what? I, and I didn't like it when I was really young. I liked him. I started liking him when I got a little bit older, and that was Grange yeah. Hill, Grange Hill and Biker Grove. Oh, I never yeah. Used to like yeah. him when sort of. I never used to like them when because, but where, but sort of when it sort of got to the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. I used to start yeah, watching good. them a bit more. Um, yeah. And I used to really enjoy Grange Hill and Biker Grove. Mm. But maybe probably the, probably the ones that had the most lasting effect on me would be it was the classic kind of. Saturday afternoon programs after 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 the match with Elton Wellsby yeah <laughs> and Sam Greavesy and all that it, and Bullseye it would be you know the A Team Street Hawk yeah Airwolf yeah. the Fall Guy Night Rider you know, Night Rider um yeah. you know uh, I mean you know God there were so many yeah there were so many of and those they used shows. to put them on like sometimes Saturdays as well Saturday sort of in peak time do you don't yeah know, yeah. You don't really get these American shows on 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 the terrestrial. No, 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 um, no, no, not so. But you know, eighteen was like it was on like half five. It was tea yeah, time. Yeah. That's why it used to get like twenty, thirty yeah. million people. That's why Mr. T and they were all world famous. These these people, you know. Saturday just, night was the night we were allowed to sit out in front of the telly and watch TV. Yeah, yeah. Noel's Normally house party. Noel's house party. Yeah. You know, it's great. You know. Which was Noel's. Um, it, it was something else before it was Noel's house party. Oh, Noel's Road Show or something. Noel's, yeah, Noel's Road Show. It was a yeah. different place. It basically was the yeah. same as Noel's House Party. It was yeah. a different yeah. place every week, yeah. pretending to be in a different place every mm-hmm. week. You know, but I mean, then obviously that probably cost too much because I had to keep changing the set. Yeah, so, so it was just, in terms of crink, it was a crinkly bottom. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we have got off on a tangent now, but but yeah, I used to love the cartoons and and watching. And, and now they're on Disney Plus. Watching Spider Man yeah. is amazing friends again. It's, oh yeah, yeah. It, it's great watching these. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure these are really good. <laughs> I know. It, it's crazy to think that you know, not that long ago, right? That's where Marvel was. That's yeah. what Marvel were doing. Yeah. It's crazy to think. He Man. I mean, when you watch the old He Man, they're so basic. Yeah, yeah the, the drawings and everything. Yeah, but that I think maybe that's why we got. That's why we got in. That's why we got into it. Yeah. And, and like, you know, a lot they always say about 80s cartoons, they were basically 25 minute adverts for yeah. toys. Yeah, yeah. But it's easier it's to get it's, it, it, it's But you can they're much more. The problem is a little bit with some of the cartoons now, they're a little bit almost fear onto the side of adult. It's almost like sometimes they're something like the watching Marvel's Avengers, the later cartoons yeah. of them. They're good. They're well done. There's the right story yeah. to them. But they're a bit veered to older kids or hoping that adults are watching it as well. So it doesn't yeah. have quite that innocence that maybe the old Marvel stuff did, yeah. Transformers no, it, he does, that probably is more of a pill just for kids. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's a load of cr- cracking shows. It was, uh, it was a golden era. I think, uh, you know, like we were saying earlier about 80s being the golden era for pop music. It was the golden era for for cartoons, well for cartoons, toys and TV shows. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was great. Right then, let's. Uh, we've got seven minutes left. See if we can get through a couple. No. Funny enough, I've picked out your fave cartoon. I think we've more or less covered that, haven't we? I think we, I think so, we covered that, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll, pick, I'll, I'll pick out another one. I'll pick out another one. Right. I, I thought we might double up on a couple. <laughs> ah, actually, this this ties in with what we've just been talking about. So. Your favourite toys as a kid. Your favourite toys. Uh, probably actually, it's quite a good one that I've picked out. Cause that is a, that's a really good one, actually. Um, I mean, it's a toss-up between um, Mask and, and Transformers for me. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go 
I'll probably go Transformers because I, I, you know, over the past few years I've been buying some re-releases. Yeah. I've got Soundwave again. I've got Optimus. Well, again, I'll never have Soundwave first time round. So I've got no, Soundwave. Right. Finally, it's very I've difficult got, to get hold of Soundwave. Also. Yeah, you know, um, I've got Optimus Prime. Um, I've got uh, I've got Hot Rod. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, no, Hot Rod. Rodimus Prime. I mean, yeah, sorry, Rodimus yeah. Prime. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah, it was pretty. It was probably was you know because looking at them from an adult kind of perspective now and then watching documentaries as to where the Transformers line came from what it yeah. was, when it was originally in Japan yeah. and stuff like that what a fascinating know, story they're an amazing they're an amazing complicated toys yeah. and there was it's mental to think that we were playing with these toys when we were kids they're so easily breakable know, they're they so are. flimsy aren't they we, so I, flimsy. I mean, what's funny yeah. is um, we've got um, <laughs> I mean I've, I've got all my old Transformers and my son's been loves them Loves yeah, them, and when he I goes bet. around uh, my my parents, that yeah. they've still got them. So, but we've had I've had them around here recently, and the problem is, my brother and I were careful, but yeah. a load of them I've got more than I remembered. I've got bits broken. I oh, mean, really? we had we had jet fire, and it's so delicate, it's so difficult yeah. to transport. Yeah, it's so hard, and um, yeah, Ultra Magnus has got a leg come off, and well, we we were I mean. These haven't been broken now. These were broken. I got the original Optimus Prime. The problem is, it was played with. That's what they were there for. They were to be. Yeah, they were loved. Yeah, yeah, they were played. Uh, they were in a box. And we were always gutted if anything broke. But Star Wars for me was the one. Was the first one, and yeah. I loved yeah. Star Wars because I mean, you look at them. They're so basic. They're so basic. But I used yeah. to when I found um, Luke Skywalker in Best Bin Fatigues in a shop in <laughs> Peterborough. Which was a difficult yeah. one to find. I was like, was oh, it? God. I was so which excited. Was, which shop was that? Was that Taylor and McKenna? Westgate. Oh, Westgate. Yeah, yeah. Westgate oh, always amazing. used to have the good ones because they're a little yeah. bit more expensive in there. Yeah. So yeah. I could, and so what we used to do is we'd go into, we'd go into Westgate and they used to have a lot of them in Westgate, yeah. and um, which was which was the co-op, wasn't it, Westgate? If yeah. I yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I'd be ah, they've got that. And we'd have to go round. The dad used to take us around every shop first <laughs> before going back to it to see if we could find it somewhere else. It probably yeah. was only one night nine, but then it was one night nine probably yeah. was about a ten. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, but they always had good ones, and they had best Luke Skywalker and best been fatigues because I was always obsessed with getting all the Lukes, all the Hans, yeah. all the layers, all the Landos. I was just yeah. to make sure to get all of them in there. Um. Which I have, which we got. Um, but um, yeah, so Star Wars had the Millennium Falcon. My brother was into He Man, so he had majority of the He Man figures. Um, and then and other things that my son loves, get the old He Man figures out. Um, the um, but Transformers was also the one. He, Star Wars and Transformers were probably the two for me. But you used to have those mask toys were brilliant. I mean, we oh, never. We, I think the only one we ever had was a small little one of a little motorbike that turned into a plane. But you had some really good ones, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I had Thunderhawk. That was like the, the the red car that turned into a plane. Yeah. Uh, I, I had Condor. That was a motorbike that turned into like a helicopter. Yeah. I, I Jeep, the, the orange Jeep, I think that was called Gator, where it opened up and a speedboat came out. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, you had that one. Yeah, that so was really cool. cool. It didn't really like spring out. Yeah, yeah, it sprang yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. 
it was smart. So the figures were wicked. Yeah. And, the, and they all had the individual masks and stuff. Yeah, no, they were good toy. They were yeah, good they were toy. They're really, really good toys. And I've, I've looked how much they go for now because I, I thought, oh, maybe I'll get myself a. Because I, I always wanted the Rhino rig, you know, the yeah. big truck. Yeah. I was, yeah. You know, I never had that. And I, and, you know, I, I see how much it goes for now, and I'm like, nah, you're right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like yeah, I bet four, you wish you kept. Quid, you know? I bet you wish you kept them. Oh god, it was one of the biggest regrets of my life was um, my mum getting rid of them all in like car boot or something. Yeah, you know? it's you know, but you you don't know when you're when you're a kid though. You're like, man, you're like, I'm 13 now. I don't play with toys. I don't play with them. And, then, and then you and then your yeah. parents look. Yeah. You know, what am I have more space? And they're like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was quite. It, it was we were quite lucky. My mum and dad kept them all. My dad had sort boarded up his loft and they had space in the loft but that's the only reason really um there was some stuff they got rid of but um yeah it just so happened that we that we, they've kept them and and mm. but a lot of people they just needed the space or or as you yeah. say you get to a stage yeah. where you're, well, i'm not playing with this anymore well, i've got playing. no interest yeah i don't play with, yeah, so, play with toys anymore you know uh, yeah. so right we've got a minute and 20 so let's right. uh get all right one. all right yeah. all right all right here we go mate here we go you ready all right, real love or free as a bird? Oh, <laughs> yes, mate. You've got one minute. Come on. Free as a bird. Free as a bird. I'm going real love. Go, go, I think um, it's a better song. Probably is, but free as a bird has more of. Do you remember, has, do you remember the hype? Try and explain to the kids today what the hype was like when you found out there's going to be a new Beatles song. I tell what? you, you can, what you can compare it to, the hype around ABBA announcing their first album in 40 years. Yeah, I know. It's very yeah. similar. It's a very yeah, no, similar. it's completely. It's completely. You know, Apple, I'm, 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 Apple are on course to have their first two top ten hits since 1981. I know it's crazy. They're, they're, right. good, they're good. They're good songs. Yeah, they're good yeah. songs. I really so, like them. Um, so yeah, Free as a Bird. I was so I was so excited. I can remember it coming on Chris Evans. Yeah, so, I he, he he teased that first drum film. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm allowed to play. That's all I'm allowed to play until nine o'clock. Literally you know? played it. I think he played it at seven in the morning, which was very unusual because I can remember still being in bed and he listened yeah. to it on the clock radio because I was let's go to school yeah. that day. Yeah. But yeah. I was, but all day the radio was playing it. Yeah. yeah it I radio one. Can you believe it? All day. They were playing. And the start, I, I, the time was going. I'll, I'll, I'll start, 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 finish. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll start, we finish. But all day yeah. the radio were playing it, and it, yeah. it, I, I, I like, I prefer it. Obviously, it was never going to be a masterpiece of the Beatles because what they were working with, they were working with a demo that John Lennon never finished or never thought was good enough to finish. No, he did it in the no. 70s, so he was never sort of yeah. went back to it. No. Um, obviously, no. never had the chance to go back to it, but it was more of a demo that had not been finished. So the, the, yeah. his, the quality of his voice was never wasn't so good. I mean, they probably could even enhance that even better now. But I, know. Yeah. I think yeah. Paul McCartney at that point is sort of double laying it as a John Lennon doing a John Lennon impression to make it yeah. even more. Yeah. But I think I prefer it because it's got the three of them singing in it. So yeah, got true. John doing it. Yeah. Got Paul yeah. just the first sort of middle eight, isn't it? And then George yeah. comes in with it again. Um, yeah. Or the yeah. instrumental. So I think that's probably why I prefer it. Real Love's probably a better song, but yeah. I think Free as a Bird feels a bit more like a Beatles song. Um, but I was so excited about it. And I wasn't going to buy the anthology because they released yeah. the anthology before yeah. the single. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why the single didn't go yeah. to number one. Yeah, exactly. I never understood that. I never um, understood that. And yeah. Earth songs had by Michael Jackson become such a 
big hit that it was it's just the way it goes sometimes but they released the album they basically released the single to radio on the monday and the yeah. tuesday they released the anthology albums it came out on a tuesday which was unusual and the album didn't go to number one either because robson jerome's album was doing so good <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but I, I wasn't going to buy the album anthology one yeah. i wasn't going to get it but her phrase about it was like i've got to i've got to buy the i gotta buy it <laughs> Yeah, it was 20 quid because it was a double cd and literally yeah. in my pocket money i had was 20 quid i didn't go out to the pub that weekend i was in sixth form at that point i was yeah. like i either go to the pub this weekend with this 20 quid or i buy anthology one but um yeah. Here's, here's a question for you then. I mean, obviously, you know, Fred as a Bird was played to death by Radio 1, right? Why wasn't Real Love playlisted? Do you remember, I, do you remember, do you remember all that shit storm? Yeah. When, when it kind of was like, oh, while Radio, you know, they, they playlisted Fred as a Bird, but Real Love wasn't played at all. And, you know, old, I, old, kind of brand, think, old fogey music and I all this kind of stuff. I think Fred as a know. Bird was the hit that everybody expected it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Anthology was really a project as in the albums not the documentary on the tv but the albums yeah. was really yeah. a project for the diehard beatles fan and i think it what it was marketed as uh, albums for everybody as if you were going to get their greatest hits you weren't yeah, you, you were getting you were getting songs that some of them were, were unreleased yeah. um, which the beatles never thought were good enough to release some yeah. were different takes different versions than practicing songs live live songs um sound quality not great um so i think that had a little bit a bit to play with it play of it it wasn't a great hits album it was unfinished songs and evolution of songs which is fascinating for the diehard beatles fan like itself but for people who were going and i know i know full well there were people at school going to buying it and then going what on earth have i got here um And I think that's probably a little bit of it. Um, but uh, you, you say that about Anthology 1, but Anthology 2 and 3 both got to number 1, didn't they? Uh, Anthology 2 did. Uh, oh, Anthology okay. didn't. Um, but Anthology 2 did. And Anthology 2 is probably the better of the three. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. It's the best. Um, it's the strongest. But, it's the strongest. Because it's because of the period that it's it's, yeah. it's doing. But, I, but, I, I, wish they'd, I wish they'd managed to complete that third song that they were working on. Yeah, George Harrison didn't want to. Yeah, he said it was rubbish. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he, he was the most reluctant of actually even doing the two new ones. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but he was, he was, he was the most reluctant about doing the whole anthology. Yeah, he thing. was. Oh, wasn't he? Yeah, you can so, kind of like, because you know, as you know, I got the the latest box set. Yeah. Last year, and it's the first time I've watched the whole thing since it was on telly. It's great. It's great, and, isn't it? Oh, really it's, well, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. It's a brilliant documentary series. Yeah. It's one of the very best. But you watch it now and you're like, yeah, George Harrison just doesn't want to be the, in front of the camera yeah. at all. You know, McCartney's always, McCartney's always bang up for it. Ringo, obviously, is yeah. always bang up for the yeah. Beatles, but Harrison was like... No, but he, he always was. I mean, you know, he he released Cloud Nine in 87 and he didn't, yeah. he, he didn't ever release another album in his lifetime. And Brainwash was, he was working on and it was released, so yeah. it was more or less finished. So you know he did. Wasn't he but... did the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah, did the, those two albums. But after that, he didn't really do anything. The odd thing. Um, so you know, but um, I think that's the reason why um, maybe 
Real Love wasn't playlisted. And at that point in time, you've got to think that sort of mid 90s Radio 1 was going a bit of a revolution where they were really taking away the older artists and putting yeah, but that, brand Yeah, new but I think they'd, they'd started that a few years before through Free yeah, 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 yeah. With, They were um, still playing Queen, funny enough, because I remember Heaven for Everyone and A Winter's yeah, Tale being listed by, yeah. played by Radio 1. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. But, um, but obviously, you know, it, it, it wasn't necessarily, it was probably the wrong it was a project really for diehard beatles fans in terms of the those anthology albums which which proves that was the case because then about three or four years later the beatles one album yeah, came out one, in 2000 yeah. and it's one of the best selling selling albums of all time in this country so yeah. it's yeah. that proves that therefore and it's still at the moment it's in the top 40 yeah. um album yeah. so mental. Um, it's mental. Yeah, so you know that it proves that it's like it's like Abba Gold. Who's still buying Abba Gold? It's going to be in the top five this week because of the Apple's announcement. I know, I know, I know. It's mental. Came out in 1992. That album did. I know. It's crazy. So, anyway, I think that's. Uh, I so think we're done, mate. Yeah, we're done, and that's it. We've we've gone past our hour. We've finished the subject that we're talking about. I've got a whole. I've got a hat full of loads of stuff, which I'm just going to yeah. keep here, Gareth, for the, for another time. Right here, mate. Right here. Keep them for another time. Yeah, um, definitely. And um, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this. I think it was. I think it was fun because it. it sh- I think it showed a few of the different things that we like. A few of the little things. Try to get through things a bit quicker than maybe we do in our, our countdowns. <laughs> yeah, it was much less methodical this year. <laughs> Gareth, um, you've got your podcast. Um, tell tell everybody about it. Uh, so uh, my podcast is called the Track One Side One Podcast. It's where I get guests uh, come on each week um, and we dissect and discuss each of their top five, um, all-time top five album opening tracks. Um, there's been the best part of 20 episodes that have gone out live now. New episodes drop uh, uh, every Friday morning. I've had people on there like Giz Butt from The Prodigy. Um, I've had Wojciech uh, from Symposium. If you remember Symposium, shout mm-hmm. out to the 90s British <laughs> band. Um, a future guest is uh, I've got Andy Cairns from Therapy. Uh, I've got Stephen Hill from the Riot Act podcast coming on. Um, I've had Heath Kane, one of my absolute favourite artists. Cool. I've had authors, hip hop producers, sound designers. Check it out, please. We're on, it's on all the Spotify platforms: Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, wherever you want to grab it, mate. Just to cool. search for Track My Side One podcast. Thank you. Lovely. Mate. And thank you for joining me once again, Gareth. We always have good fun. Always have good fun doing these. So, uh, um, and always, we'll be... always, always a pleasure, mate. Never a chore. <laughs> um, and we'll be back very soon. Um, this is the Music of Film Saves the World podcast. I'm Chris Rice. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>